Hi everyone, my name is Dr. Mark Eatonson. Welcome to Heal NPD. The topic of narcissistic abuse tends to be highly charged and people tend to have extremely strong feelings about it. But I also think that's why it deserves some time and attention. As a term, narcissistic abuse is not well-defined. It's easily co-opted to fuel heavily stigmatized representations of pathological narcissism and NPD. It's used to describe anything from mild bullying and criticism to domestic abuse, stalking, and all points in between. And it's precisely because no one has a solid definition of this term that it's so dangerous. First, it's important to know that this is not a term with an established definition in the clinical literature. For the time being, narcissistic abuse is mostly a lay term, uh, and it varies in meaning depending on the user and the forum in which it's discussed. But most forums that I've found discussing this term conceptualize it to be a form of abuse that involves several essential features. Uh, these include love bombing, gaslighting, ignoring boundaries, criticizing or devaluing, uh, and other forms of interpersonal manipulation or bullying. So going through this list, I don't see anything specific to pathological narcissism or NPD. Love bombing, or idealizing others, for instance, is a feature of several personality disorders, not just NPD. Idealizing, devaluing, and splitting are all hallmarks of something called borderline personality organization, which is different than borderline personality disorder. Borderline personality organization uh, is a range of psychological functioning that involves moderate to severe psychopathology. All personality disorders reside within this range of functioning, and therefore many of them deploy similar defense mechanisms. The same goes for rewriting interpersonal history and events, or otherwise minimizing the consequences of one's own actions. Uh, this is known by the popular term gaslighting. Individuals with BPD, HPD, NPD, and antisocial personality disorder will often minimize the negative effects of their actions on others or claim that the person is simply misremembering what actually happened. Like idealizing, devaluing, and splitting, this rewriting of history is another hallmark of borderline personality organization. What about ignoring boundaries? Again, this is something that's common to most personality disorders. Uh, individuals with personality disorders tend to have difficulty respecting the boundaries of other people due to impulsivity and also due to deficits in their ability to understand that other people have internal experiences that are different from their own internal experiences. Uh, it's common for individuals with BPD, HPD, NPD, and antisocial personality disorder to project their own thoughts and feelings uh, onto other people and then to hold them accountable for, quote, making the person feel a certain way. One of the main goals of most therapies that address personality disorders is to help the person understand that just because they feel a certain way doesn't mean that other people meant to make them feel that way. Reinforcing boundaries is a major component of the work in the treatment of almost every personality disorder, so we can't properly say that it's unique to narcissism. What about manipulation? Again, it's common for people with personality disorders to struggle with interpersonal effectiveness and communication, emotional coercion, interpersonal manipulation, and pressuring other people to do or say what the person wants, etc., are all hallmarks of numerous personality disorders. 
And this is partly due to impairments in recognizing boundaries, which we just discussed, and partly due to the pressure of the individual's emotional needs and insecurities. They just have a difficult time respecting the feelings and wishes of other people. You know, going down the list, most frequently cited features of narcissistic abuse actually involve mechanisms and interpersonal behaviors that are commonly seen in personality disorders and other forms of moderate to severe mental illness. That includes some mood and anxiety disorders, bipolar disorder, uh, and also substance abuse disorders. So what about narcissistic abuse is actually unique to narcissism? Why not simply call it abuse and be done with it? Why unnecessarily stigmatize this population that's already at risk for things like suicide, depression, and self-harm? Well, thinking about it, there is one form of abuse that I think actually is unique to pathological narcissism and NPD. And like many other kinds of abuse, this one is transmitted from generation to generation. And it's actually the reason why most individuals struggle with NPD in the first place. This form of abuse involves using other people to meet one's own self-esteem needs. It's essentially what parents and caregivers do to children who grow up to struggle with pathological narcissism. It's a form of emotional neglect paired with a form of interpersonal manipulation that pressures the child into ignoring their own feelings in favor of, quote, living up to the expectations of the caregiver. In a previous video entitled Why Narcissists Feel Empty Inside, I outlined this kind of abuse and the ways in which it results in an impaired relationship with genuine thoughts and feelings. Narcissists are set up to become flattering mirrors for their caregivers. When they grow into adulthood, this disconnect from authenticity leaves the narcissistic individual always hungry for approval. And because they can't see themselves as a self, as an individual center of internal experience that's valid and important in its own right, they can't see other people as selves either. Everyone becomes an object. Everyone is rated in terms of how well they're performing according to whatever standards of performance were set up when the narcissist was young. NPD is a disorder that robs everyone of their humanity. The narcissist was robbed of their humanity when they were young and they grow into an adult who's feverishly trying to fill a void where a connection to authenticity should be. Instead, there's something called a false self, which is an objectified uh, experience of selfhood on which the narcissist has come to rely. It's the inauthentic, quote, self that the individual developed as a child to meet the narcissistic needs of their caregiver. The false self runs on approval. It collapses in the absence of continuous infusions of admiration, approval, success, and affiliation with idealized others. The narcissist must continually reinforce the false self by pressuring other people to approve of them or to admire them. This becomes another link in the chain of using others and exploiting them to meet one's own self-esteem and emotional needs. The narcissist does to other people what was done to them. This chain of dehumanization continues unabated until someone finally enters treatment and sets their mind to putting a stop to it. But doing that requires knowing about it in the first place. And because the false self can be so convincingly real to the narcissist, they have no idea that they're stuck in a never-ending quest for temporary self-esteem. This way of using someone of negating or ignoring their selfhood, of seeing and treating them as an object in order to maintain the viability of a false self, 
I think could properly be said to be unique to NPD, and therefore to constitute an actual definition of narcissistic abuse. But this is far from the villainous or predatory image conjured in most forums discussing this topic. For one, it doesn't necessarily involve conscious manipulation. Rather, it's simply a way of being and relating that was learned in childhood and that's perpetuated by deep deficits and impairments in the narcissist's self. Unlike other definitions of narcissistic abuse, this one holds the humanity of all involved by recognizing the hurt and pain both for the narcissist and for the people that they abuse in this way. The way out of this cycle of abuse is to look inside. It's to embrace vulnerability, emptiness, loss, and want. It's to work on admitting to yourself that the visions of perfection and the feelings of grandiosity are fantasies, and they can't ever be real. The false self is a monument built to shield the individual from pain of abuse that has already occurred, and it must be torn down. This demolition work is best accomplished within the safety of a therapy relationship with a licensed mental health provider. If you identify as someone with pathological narcissism or NPD, ending the chain of abuse is up to you, and it starts by learning to recognize your own humanity. Only then will you be able to see the humanity in others. Work on finding a place inside of yourself that's stable, balanced, and authentic. This is the foundation from which you can begin to construct an authentic experience of selfhood and an image of self that's not reliant on the approval of other people. As you grow into your sense of yourself as an authentic, vulnerable human being, you'll begin to get better at managing the storms of emotion uh, that often result in mistreatment of yourself and of others. And as your image of yourself becomes more stable and more grounded in authentic feeling rather than objectified standards like performance, your image of others will also become more stable. There'll be less splitting, less idealizing and devaluing, less gaslighting, and less boundary crossing. Okay, so that's it for today. As always, leave comments, questions, and ideas for future episodes, and please also give this video a like or subscribe if you found it helpful. And until next time, take good care.